Welcome to the Anchor Church Podcast. Each week, we'll bring you the teaching from our central campus. We hope it's an encouragement to you. Thanks for listening. Hey, we have a fun morning. You guys ready for some more fun? I'm ready for some more fun. My dear friend, Pastor Andre, is going to be preaching this morning and teaching. So let's invite Pastor Andre up this morning. Pastor Andre. Come on, you got to keep clapping. You got to keep clapping. You got to keep clapping. (laughs) Now, I I asked you this. I asked you this in the first gathering. You know, um, I I have this suspicion that you get more amen. You know, you meet here at 2 p.m. on Sundays. Are you going to be preaching later today? Yes, sir. Bro. Okay, all right. We'll have a question about stamina, too. But so you get, get, I think, more amens per sermon than I do, okay? How much average amens do you get per sermon? Probably about 287. 286. You guys, you guys. All right. So, um, so I asked, I know I asked this in the first gathering too, but like, uh, how do you do it? Teach me your ways, oh, oh wise sage. It's real simple. Once you make a point, you just say, let the church say amen. <laughs> All right. Well, can we try that out? Uh, let the church say Amen. All right, I, did, I, I didn't even make a point right there, and they did it. Right. And you probably got 287 people. There we go. We got, oh, that's it. <laughs> At one time. Right there, right there. Hey, um, if you don't know Pastor Andre, if you don't know, you know, he, he was about a year ago, you came yes, and sir. taught. Yes, um, but our friendship preceded that. Um, so a little bit of pa- Pastor and Andre's and I friendship in the middle of the pandemic, um, I knew that there was this um, uh, preschool up the street from my house. And I knew that it was a Christian preschool and I'd met your son, went to coffee with your son. And I'm like, I'm just gonna like, you know, I'm, I'm into loving my neighbors, but I just haven't got three houses, four houses down yet, I guess. So I'm like, I'm gonna make a point of knocking on the door and meeting Pastor Andre. I hadn't met you, I knew your name. So I knocked on the door, he peeks out. It's in the middle of the pandemic, sees this random <laughs> middle-aged guy knocking on the door of this preschool. You know, he's got his mask on. He's like, hello, who are you? You know, and, but that began a friendship, you know, and the first lunch we had, uh, we were eating in my Volkswagen van together. And that's how I knew you were legit. You know, if you would just eat a, eat a lunch, eat some mod pizza or Chipotle in my Volkswagen yeah. van, I knew you, you know, you could do it. Um, but it's been a rich friendship. And um, I just want to, there's a moment that blessed me even this, this morning. Not, not when you're preaching. Those, there's plenty of those though too. Uh, but I saw you, you know, your, your sons were, were playing. Your wife was singing this morning. Wasn't that, isn't that awesome, guys? And you had your camera out and you were videoing them. And I just saw the father's heart there, bro. I saw the fa- I mean, I, I sent the father like loves delighting in, in, in the gifts of his kids, right? And you loved, you just, I saw this joy. You were delighting, right? And then, then in the second gathering, we were worshiping together and, and Pete was, was singing and, and you, you looked over and you go, Pete, he's got a really good voice. And I, and I said, he does got a really good voice. And, and then I, I noticed um, you didn't say anything about my voice, though. I, I mean, I was right next to you, bro, and I was singing pretty loud. So, I mean, my voice? How's my... You got a wonderful voice. What a wonderful voice. All right. Joyful noise. Joyful noise. Um, no, but for real, um, it's an honor to have uh, my friend, our friend, Pastor Andre, uh, teaching this morning, and I'd love to just uh, pray uh, for you as you bring the word, bro. Okay, all right. So Jesus, be with my friend, um, be with our friend, help him to illuminate your word so that we grow in our love and our knowledge of you. And um, we know that knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. So would you match um, that knowledge with love as we as we 
hear and understand who you are and how, and how you have made us so that we can grow more like you. Stir it up, stir it up, stir it up, stir up a hunger and a heart for you through uh, my friend, Pastor Andre's teaching this morning, we pray in the name of Jesus, amen. All right, get it, bro, get it. Come on. Bless you, brother. Praise the Lord, love you. Can we say praise the Lord? Can we say praise the Lord again? Can we give Pastor Brian a hand? Amen. What a wonderful leader. Amen. Come on, we can do better than that. Amen. Praise the Lord. We are excited and to the leadership of Anchor. And it's so wonderful to be back here one more time. Amen. And can we give the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the great I am, a hand praise Jesus the Christ the son of the true and living God. Can we just stir up, amen, and just get fired up about the Lord of Lord, the great I am, the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. I praise the name of Jesus and I'm stirred up this morning. Amen. I am stirred up. I am fired up. I'm excited about this series that you are in because in order to get stirred up, you got to be fired up. I was so excited to hear, to see that fire in back of that, those two words stirred up. Amen. And I believe that at the end of the series, amen, there's going to be something that just stirs up inside of you, stirs up a fire inside of you that everyone that you connect to in the community that comes into this church is going to be consumed by the power and the fire of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Do you believe that? Amen. And before there is revival across the world, there has to be a revival that breaks out in the church. Would you agree with that this morning? I said before there is revival that sweeps across the world, there must be a revival that sweeps across our churches. Amen. Amen. It only takes a spark to start a fire. Amen. Just look at somebody next to you, see the amens coming. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, say, it only takes a spark to start a fire. Amen. You can rub two sticks together and get a fire. Amen. Amen. And sometimes all we got to do is mix our praise with each other's praise. And there's a fire that a start. There's a fire that will just begin to, to, to start. And see, the thing about a fire is a fire can start over here and then it could end up everywhere. And that's how the Holy Spirit moves. He can break out over here. And then he'll just spread all throughout the place. And I'm just longing for a fresh move of God. Amen. A real sincere move of God. Amen. Amen. So clap your hands and give God praise. Amen. Today. Amen. We're going to go into the word of God. The first point I want to make is the spirit gives life. Can you repeat that after me? Say the spirit gives life. Amen. My grandfather always used to say that everything uh, dead ought to be buried. <laughs> Just think about that. Everything dead ought to be buried. Amen. And in the church, amen, we are the lights of the world. We are a city that sitteth upon a hill that cannot be hid. We are a living stone. Amen. And so we are, should, and we should be a breath of fresh air to this world. We should be life and light even in darkness. All right? So let's go to Genesis, the second chapter and verse 7. Genesis, the second chapter and verse 7. The Spirit gives life. And the Lord God formed. He formed. 
man out of the dust of the ground and breathe into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. He was formed, created, shaped, but wasn't living. You'd be surprised the number of people that's in the church, but not living. In the church broken, in the church hurt, in the church confused, in the church where life is, fresh starts, new decisions, new life, new beginnings, new hopes, new dreams is, but they're in a farm, but have no life. The Bible says having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Some people are in the church living beneath their privileges. Some people are in the church coming and worshiping God through religious forms, routine, never experiencing true life. Because it's one thing for the Lord to move upon us. Like in the book of Genesis, he moved upon the deep. He moved upon the earth. It's another thing for the Lord to move amongst us and it's another thing for God to breathe in us. Because those who, who the Lord has breathed into us, we have experienced new life. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. Fresh starts and we know that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. That's because he breathed into us and we became alive. And those old things are passed away. And, the, and all things have become new. It's because he breathed in me. I'm faithful to my wife because he breathed into me. I come home every night because he breathed into me. I take care of my children because he's breathed into me. I do the right thing in society because he's breathed into me. I help my brother because he breathed into me. I help my sister because he's breathed into me. I do the right thing because he's breathing into me. And now I'm living in the newness of life. In Psalms 150 and 6, the Bible declares, let everything that have breath praise ye the Lord. Y'all are faster than that first congregation. Let everything that have breath praise ye the Lord. Let everything, everything, everybody inhale. Everybody exhale. That is a reason to praise the Lord. It's not based upon your past mistakes, not based upon what you did, what you didn't do, what you need to do. It's just that if you simply can breathe, and we're living in a society, in a world now where it's, it's hard to even catch a breath, and it's hard to even breathe. Y'all remember that movie a long time ago, Don't Breathe? Remember that movie, Don't Breathe? And that, 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 they were sitting in the closet and they said, don't breathe. Because the man was blind. 
but his other senses was real alert. In the slightest movement, he could detect. And so they said, don't breathe. And sometimes we come into church and we don't want God to breathe. Sometimes Pastor Pat was, was worshiping and is stirring, it, stirring us up. But don't breathe. Because when God breathes, on us, excuse me, and when he breathes into us, hands go up. When he breathes in you, you're not ashamed to praise the Lord. You're not ashamed to say, whoop! Like Pastor Brian. Hey! When, when he breathes into you, you can't help but stand on your feet. When he breathes into you, you cannot help but shout Hallelujah! When he breathes into you, you're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for you know it is the power of God to everyone that believe it. So when you allow God to breathe in you, you get out of your comfort zone. When you allow God to breathe in you, you do the incredible. When you allow God to breathe in you, you do the miraculous thing. When you allow God to breathe in you, you do things you've never done before. When you allow God to breathe in you, you can walk on water. When you allow God to breathe in you, you can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. When you allow God to breathe in you, you can witness to people you don't even know. You'll go up to them and tell them about the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. When you allow God to breathe, can somebody just open up your mouth and say, breathe in me, Lord. So David declared that let everything that have breath praise ye the Lord. Repeat this after me and say the Spirit gives direction. Turn your Bibles to Jeremiah the 18th chapter and verse 2. It's where we see the Spirit of God giving direction. Here is Jeremiah. Jeremiah is told by God to arise and go down to the potter's house. Get up Jeremiah. Look at your neighbor and say get up. Or maybe you looked at the wrong person. Look at somebody else on the other side of you and say, get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. Come on, talk to him and say, get up. 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 I believe every believer ought to get up. I believe every child of God ought to get up. It's now the time for the people of God, the believers, to arise, take our rightful place in this world, and do what God has called us to do. The Spirit of the living God is moving still upon this earth, and He's moving in the hearts of His believer. And he that have an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. And right now it's time for us to arise and be the saints of the true and living God. It's time for us to arise and be who God has called us to be. It's time for us to arise and take our light from that bushel and put it upon that doorpost where everybody can see that God is still a healer, that God is still a deliverer, that God is still a miracle worker that God is still a heart fixer, that God is still a savior, that God is still powerful and he's able to do the impossible and eyes have not seen, neither have ears heard, neither have it entered to the hearts of men the good things in which the Lord has in store for you. But it's only until we get up, look at your name and say, get up, get up, get up. 
Can't do nothing sitting down, Brother Jeremiah. Amen. God can't use you if you're going to stay in that same place, in that same position. Jeremiah is hurt. He's going to find himself later on in a cave. You cannot stay in the cave. Can you help me preach this morning and say it is time for you to get out of that cave? It's time for you to get out of that dark place. It's time for you to get out of that prison because God has a gift inside of you and the spirit of the living God is giving you direction to move forward. Hallelujah. Get up. Look at somebody and say, get up, get up, get up. He says, arise and go down to the potter's house and there I will cause thee to hear my word. You got to move from where you are to the place that God wants you to be so that you can hear what God is saying. In, in other words, sometimes where we are and sometimes we feel that God, I, I cannot hear you where I am. So God has to reposition you and get you to another place where he, you can hear from the Lord. So don't be surprised if God is moving you to another level in him moving you to another level in worship moving you to another level in praise because the higher you go the more clearly you're going to be able to hear God it's because the spirit will give direction and there he was able to hear the word of the Lord in verse 3. Then I went down to the potter's house and behold, he worked a work on the wheel and the, the vessel was made marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again another vessel as it seemed good to the potter to make it. And this was just a revelation that God was giving Brother Jeremiah because I have to move you to a place where you can hear me and then not only hear me, but see what I'm actually doing. And this just wasn't for Brother Jeremiah, but it was for all of Israel. And I come to tell you and prophesy to this house that what God is doing in this season he's doing it to maneuver the church to put him in a position where he can make and create and not only make and create but breathe a fresh air of his anointing into us that will cause us to go out into the highways and hedges and compel men and women to come back to Christ and it's only done by the spirit of God giving us directions and so he was making it and I just made up in my mind that I'm going to stay on the wheel I'm going to stay on the wheel because as long as I'm in the wheel I'm in that making place as long as I'm in the wheel, I'm in that turning place and my life might be turning around and around and around, but that's okay. Just long as I'm in his hands. Uh -huh. Just long as I'm in his hands, I'll be all right. Just long as I'm in God's presence, I'll be all right. So if you, you notice my life turning and turning and turning, one day it's going to turn out for my good. For I hear the word of God says, and we know that all things work together for the good of them who love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. Reach over and look at your name and tell your name and say, you got purpose. You got, come on, look at 
somebody else and say, you got purpose, you got purpose, you got purpose, and this is what the enemy is trying to do. He's trying to rob you of your purpose. He's trying to rob you of your gift. He's trying to take and he's trying to deform you of what God has created you to be. But if you would allow me to be Pentecostal here, just, just, just reach over and tell your neighbor, say, that devil is a liar. <laughs> that devil is a liar see the reason why he's so mad at us is because we praise and magnify God and, and he's so mad at pray, people who praise and magnify God because he used to be praised Mm -hmm. He was a glorified angel. He, he was an angelic angel. And every time he opened up his mouth, beautiful notes and songs of melody. Uh, but he got beside himself and he tried to elevate himself. He stirred himself up. He got beside himself. And when he got beside himself, he was kicked out of heaven and he came down with great anger and great wrath. And so when he sees the people of God uh, are praising God and he knows that God inhabits the praises of his people. Uh -huh. God inhabits the praises of his people. And so when we praise God, then God comes down amongst us. I'm not talking about when we preach, but I'm talking about when we praise. I'm not talking about when we pray, but I'm talking about when we praise. When the people of God get together and begin to praise and magnify God, that's when things will start stirring up. If you don't believe me, I just dare you, everybody just stand on your feet and let's praise God and see what happens. Come on, jump up on your feet, open up your mouth, clap your hands as fast as you can. Come on, make some noise. You ought to feel something. Come on, a glorious praise. Come on, open up your mouth, stir something up. Stir up the gift that's in you. Come on, open up your mouth and don't be ashamed. Open up your mouth and give him the highest praise. Hallelujah. Oh, we, we're almost there. Come on, don't give up now. Come on, clap your hands as fast as you can. Come on, stir it up. I know it might feel uncomfortable. I know it might feel strange. But just act like you're at the football game. Woo! Come on, act like you're at the basketball game. Act like you're at the football game. Come on. We serve Jesus. Jesus is here. And when we praise God, God comes down. But sometimes it's hard to stir something up. But I believe a fire, a fresh fire. Come on, somebody say fresh fire. Ooh, I feel something here, Pastor Brian. Fresh fire. See, watch this. Fresh fire is friendly fire. And if you know about fire, friendly fire is, is fire that was set on purpose. And I believe that as believers, we can set fires on purpose. This ain't a fire that's going to hurt you. This ain't a fire that's going to kill you. But this is a fire that's going to set you free. And if we want to see more people saved, if we want to see more people delivered, we want to see more people set free, they're going to need to see some Holy Ghost fire. They're going to need to see somebody stirred up. See, see the church, I don't know, I don't know if the church could have got me now. Because I was slick. I was, I was something else. But when I came in that old church, it was fire. 
It was something real, Pastor Brian. I walked into church, sat in the back because I was too cool. And I was crying. Ain't no, wasn't nobody talking to me. I'm sitting there. What's happening? And the, and the saints was. You go, I come from that old school church, hand clapping, tambourine. You know, folks start running. Ain't nobody chasing them, you know. <laughs> I mean, I come from that type of church. Little storefront church, church is hot. You got them fans, and every fan was a funeral home. which I thought was weird. But anyway, what? I come from, and they was praising God. Guitar player, tambourine player, drummer, and everybody was praying, and it was so loud. And the atmosphere was shifting, I'm closing. The atmosphere was shifting, and as it shifts, I shift. Something happened. Nobody said nothing to me. I, didn't, I couldn't understand what everybody was saying. See, that's the unique thing about God. It's why we're praising God. Something is happening. Something is working. The musicians are coming. Something is happening. Something is stirring up inside of us. And watch this. We got to get in it. We got to get, all you got to do is step in the fire. The man was at the, was at the pool for 38 years. After the troubling of the water, the Bible says he who stepped in first after the troubling or stirring of the water will be made whole. Can I submit this to you, believers, that we just got to get in the move of God. Forget about who's next to you. Forget about uh, 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 what you got on. Forget, uh, uh, forget about how folks going to look at you. Just get into the move of God and watch something stir up inside of you. And there's a fire that's going to resonate and burn inside of you. That's going to last for all eternity. Come on, let's give God a hand praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Can you shout hallelujah? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, we want to, we want to uh, bless you with communion on today. Amen. We want you to partake of holy communion. And this is the bread in which our Lord Jesus' body was broken for us. And this is the, the wine or the juice in which the blood of Jesus Christ, it represents. And we want you to partake this morning, amen. It's a very sacred part of service in which we represent his body and his suffering. His suffering. But the scripture tells us that he was wounded for our transgression and bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. So we thank God for the resurrected king, and we give him glory. So we want you to just take a moment and just search yourselves. Search yourselves. Make sure you're in right standings with the Lord. For the Bible declares, he that eateth and drinketh of the body and blood of Jesus Christ, unworthy, drinketh and eateth unto the damnation of their souls. So I'd like to take a moment before I partake in Holy Communion and just say, Lord, if there's anything that I've done, Knowingly, unknowingly, God, search me and help me.
And I know that my strength is made perfect in your, your strength is made perfect in my weakness. And so we give you praise. Just take a moment and just search yourselves. And the church said, amen. Amen. So this is the body in which our Lord, Savior Jesus, was broken for you. This is the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed for you. And he says, as often as you do it, you do so in remembrance of me. Let us all commune together.